This is an AMI podcast. Is it Monday? Is it Monday? Oh, it's Monday. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to another week of Double Tap. It is Monday, the 29th of May, 2023. I need more coffee. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Oh, hello, Sean Priest. How are you? Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm not sure you need more coffee, Stephen. I need more. I think, no, well, you sound, I'm going to say it, manic. There, manic. I said it. Well, you sounded manic in the intro and really surly. I like that word. Surly. surly. Does that mean then. I'm a sir? Yeah, well, yeah, uh, no. Right, okay. Are you okay? I'm tired. I haven't well, had enough coffee. I know. Well, considering I got a text message at some unearthly hour in the morning saying, are you awake yet? Let's record. I mean, what's the matter with you? Yeah, but you know why? Because I like to get up with the lark. Oh. Uh, yes. I believe that's a bird. Um, <laughs> okay. Is the lark a bird? Feedback at doubletaponair.com. <laughs> you know, I really could put chat GPT to use, you know. <laughs> if it was live with me all the time. I could ask it all these ridiculous questions. You can just imagine having it as, as like, you know, the Windows Copilot thing? I mm. need Double Tap Copilot. That's what I need. I need Double Tap Copilot. And on the show, like some kind of weird sidekick, you know, other than you, Thank I could you. actually have... <laughs> There's could, another victim of AI. <laughs> <laughs> I could actually have this thing. I could just go, it's a lark a bird. And it'll go, yes, Stephen, a lark is a bird. Oh, right. Okay. That's from the 80s. Okay. Uh Oh, it's, it's got to sound like a robot, right? Why has it got to sound like a robot? Because it does. It's oh, got to okay. sound. Like, I'm sorry. If it's going to be a robot, it's got to sound like a robot. I don't want it to sound like that. Call anything. By the way, can I just stop for a second? I have to ask yes, this please. question. <laughs> can we just stop? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I want to ask this question because we've been getting some emails in over the weekend, and I think either I'm going off my trolley, Uh-oh. or cart, as it is in Canada. Just, oh. uh, you know, local language there. Well done. Um, but I don't think we ever talked about Call Annie on the show. And then we got an email from Lena last week she who said, yes. hey, it was great to talk about Call Annie. And I'm thinking, I know I talked to you off air about it. And we live all the time. Is this, <laughs> is this just always on now? That is a really good point because I was going to bring it up during the show. And then that email came and I thought, Oh, we've already done it. That was lucky. I didn't mention it. But did we? I can't I don't even remember. remember. No, I don't remember either. So I don't think we ever did talk about it. And we got a few emails from people saying, I have no idea what it is you're talking about. So, oh. uh, yeah, I think we should I think we should talk about it. What's because that email it is from the app. future? It is. Well, yes. I mean, the app is from the future. And apparently we <laughs> dipped into the future and then came back. And as usual, we're completely confused. It was like yes. back to the future uh, mixed in with... Um, <laughs> The Elephant Man. I don't know. Um, but yeah, terrible. <laughs> I'm not an animal. How dare you? I'm talking about me. Uh, always, uh, okay. always should have a bag over my head. It was that old joke, wasn't it? Oh, I can't, no, I better not tell that no, joke. No, please don't. Um, anyway. Let's move on. So tell us, Stephen. <laughs> wow, it is Monday. In my head, I was just, yeah. <laughs> Remember where you are, Stephen. No. Tell us about the app, Call oh, Annie. So amazing, right? So it's an app called Call Annie, uh, in case you were in any doubt. And um, <laughs> I wish it was called Call Arnie. I'd much rather it was Arnold Schwarzenegger on the other end when you go oh, through Oh, that would be cool. Oh, that'd be amazing. He's, he's in a new TV series now. Did you see that on Netflix? It's called no. Fubar. Oh, yeah. I don't know. What does that mean? Oh, you do not want to know. Trust me. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I, hang on. I'm just I, checking. Mr. No. F. F does not. It's not in the same F. No, it's a different meaning. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mr. F. Mr. F will I, not be I happy. did see that. The Stallones have their own reality show. Yeah. On, is it Paramount or something? Well, I mean, you know, the sad thing is I really want to see it. I know, so do I. <laughs> no, I kind of <laughs> like the idea of that. I remember when the Osbournes had their reality show, which was kind of the first time we saw a show like that years ago with Ozzy yes. and Sharon and all them. I couldn't understand a word <sighs> Ozzy was saying. Oh, no. That, well, no, absolutely not. But, you know, Sharon could. And she, she did a fantastic interpret, in, interpreting for us. That's the word. Yes, interpretation. I'm, I'm putting on more coffee. I'm sorry. I'm putting on more coffee. I'm pressing the button, so it'll get let noisy me, in here. You, you make coffee. Uh, yep. Let me say about 
call Annie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because yeah. we, we are going off on a tangent here. So it is... It's a great a... show today. Thanks for listening, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great example of AI. In fact, I think it uses OpenAI's uh, ChatGPT model. Um, basically, it's a virtual... <sighs> A virtual person right virtual there. Assistant, yeah. Yes, and you can ask any question. Now, the way it's framed is that, as you would suggest from the name, is you're making a video call with someone and there's Annie there on your screen and you just have a conversation and it's just really impressive. You know, there's no typing or anything. You're just having a, a vocal conversation with her and you can ask questions and you have this conversation and it's just... Oh wow! It's it just shows you the the potential of AI, and obviously this is framed towards like how are you? Oh, have you got a dog? Things like that. like it's just a, a friendly conversation. But if you throw in there just questions, you know, like uh, what did I ask? Something like tell me, you know, like some great places to go in Manchester, and it it will do it. It will give you a list of you know you Nowhere. could try this place. Yes, shut up. And you could go for, yeah, where's somewhere to get something nice to eat? Nowhere. Shut up. Yeah, and uh, it will give you <laughs> yes. this. I Sorry, mean, can I just say when I was with you, dry, I mean, I like dry food, but dry chicken fillets that were absolutely disgusting. I think that was the best uh, terrible food that I've ever had, actually. I think Next there's time a- I want actual... You, you know, want to go KFC? Proper I'm dirty so, chicken. I'm, not I'm sorry. I want KFC. proper dirty no. chicken if I'm going out. Yeah, anything that's not in a bucket, you're not interested. Yeah. Um. Anyway, look. look the point no, it is, is incredible, isn't it? It really it, is incredible. It shows you. I. I mean, to me, this is what the next generation of smart speakers should be. Just a screen with some sort of. I don't know. You know, you pick your robot face, your uh, lady, robot your fella, face. your whatever <laughs> it's going to be on there. Your penguin. I don't know. But you <gasps> just talk to it, and a it's penguin. Oh, man, it is absolutely incredible. And, you know, there's not a massive weight between, you know, it's not like a stilted conversation either. The response is really good. Yeah, if only we could do a demo, right? Um, Hang on. Let's get this app open here. Come on. Perhaps we already did and we just forgot. No, I don't don't remember us ever talking about this. Hang on, let's go in here. Why is my speech never working? Why does it never work on this? Well, this phone is terrible. Send it to me. Open call Annie. I'm oh, using Siri, so this will never work. Who? No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> call. No, hang on. No, no hang on. Let's try it again. Look, there's. Open <laughs> call Annie. No, that's, that's a human. I don't want to call humans. I want to talk to a robot. Yeah. It, it, this is it ridiculous. Right, Siri let's, let's really this. needs some. Um, Isn't this some, just dreadful? Uh, some treatment. The amount of people I've called. Right, there we are. Let's call Annie. Okay, so we're in. Now, in yeah, real life, it's actually a lot easier to, you know, open up and... Uh, well, yeah, when you don't it. use Siri to open up the app. Right, so let's go to... Okay, so, yeah, like Sean says, right, you've got a couple of buttons here. I'll start from the top. So you've got the... Gear shape, which is your settings. Set up morning call, which is kind of cool, right? Because you could, I mean... Oh, why? I don't know. I find this all a bit weird. But you it's like could an alarm. Say, no, but but she'll call you. That's the yeah, point. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's like an alarm. She will call you and she will ask you how you are and she can it's read not an your alarm. calendar. What alarm calls you and says hello? Well, the whole point of alarm is that it wakes you up. It interrupts your sleep. So if she calls you, it wakes you up. I'll tell you this. If someone calls me and, and you know, a robot is, is on the other end of a phone, I will be alarmed. Right, right move on. Next. Right. Okay, and what else? Unbelievable. What's that one? Captions. Captions. Oh, that's clever. Right, okay. Accessible. I like it. Uh, so Annie is on the screen, and uh, she is, uh, from my understanding, a red-headed lady. I don't know why I say it like that. Lady. She's a lady. <laughs> and um, obviously she's not, though. She's a robot. Right, okay, so carry on. Annie. Call Annie button. Right, so double tap on that. Here we go. Hi, Annie. How are you? Hey there. I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for asking. How about you? How's your day been? Oh, it's okay. I'm doing this show with Sean and uh, we're having some fun and I've not had enough coffee today. Oh, that sounds like fun. I hope you're enjoying yourself. No. And as for the coffee, I totally understand. I'm a big fan of coffee myself. 
Are you? Have you tried any new coffee shops lately? Are you kidding? Where I live? Ah, fair enough. But you oh. never know, there might be a hidden gem somewhere nearby. Have That's you tried making good. your own coffee at home? Maybe you could try experimenting with different brewing... Bye, Annie. Uh, okay, so that's enough of that. Uh, but, and you can hang up the call and that's it. But, I mean, how freaky is that, right? I mean, just let's just stop for a second, right? She she kind of even responds to my jibe about, oh, there's not even, you know, no, no decent coffee shops around here. And she's like, oh, fair enough. You know. I know. Are you wow. kidding where I am? I mean, the context behind yeah. that, there's, there's millions of different contexts that could have had. And the fact that she picked out, oh, there could be a hidden gem. I mean, that is so cool, right? It's freaky, but it is really impressive. And as I said, you can ask actual serious questions. And as we mentioned in the show, you find yourself actually having a, a polite conversation instead of just barking, you know, questions at her because of the way it, it's framed. It's amazing. Yeah, it is very, very impressive. But no, I don't think we did actually talk about it on the show, but we did now. So there you go. We covered it. Well, that email gets more and more um, suspicious. I think someone else talked about it on a different show, and uh, we've been caught up. Oh, right. Okay. Well, we meant to talk about it. Catfishing. Is that what that is? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What is catfishing? I honestly have no idea. Um, shall we get some emails in? I think we better, because we're all over the place today. Let's, let's uh, get some sanity in from our listeners. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, we'll start with Frank, then. Hi, folks. Well... David's shopping list was quite an eye-opener, but very interesting. Oh, yeah, I picked up a couple of list. things that interested me, like earbuds. I can't use them as they hurt my ears, and so I just don't listen to anything outside. I am too busy concentrating on my surroundings and using my guide dog, and earbuds do not go well with a hearing aid. How about using AI for something useful? Surely it could be used to make more films and programmes have audio description available. I strongly believe that any film or programme that has come out in the last five years should all have AD, and that should be a universal law. All yes. countries should sign up to a pact to make AD available. One good thing, ITVX is now accessible. I sent them a letter expressing my views on the channel and how it had changed from being accessible to being totally useless, and now, lo and behold, it is accessible again. I hope that I had something to do with that. Well done, Frank. A question for you both. Where do I go to get more podcasts? Don't worry, I'm not leaving Double Tap, but I would like to broaden my podcast listening. Regards, no, there's Frank. No, there's none. Sorry, Frank. I don't Frank. think any other podcasts exist, do they? I think that once, once we came along, I think they yeah. all just realised there was no point in continuing. No, because exactly. Why would, you know, I think that even, the, even the entire notion of podcasts is probably, we are probably killing it by the day. <laughs> yes, that's definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank, first off, um, Thank you for the email. And yes, you're, you're referring, of course, back to David's email, which contained a million questions. Did it? I Best email ever. Oh, yeah, that's right. You had to take notes. Yes, yes that's, that's right. Yes. I, had to, I had to do work. I had to do and actual thank God work you on did, that one. Because I would have forgotten every single question. Yes, that was, uh, that was, I think that was the email of the year. That was very good. It was brilliant. And uh, it did bring up a lot of questions. You know, it is the endless it's like almost the holy grail, isn't it, when it comes to going out, what the best AirPods, EarPods, um, you know, Bose frames equivalent that works well outside. Because, you know, there's so many great combinations. You know, I had the Bose frames. I actually found my Bose frames when I was coming to visit you, and I was mm. searching through my tech box, or should I say room. Um, <laughs> for presents I, for me? Yes, I was looking for presents for you. And uh, uh. I was going through things, and I, I found this pair of Bose frames. I thought I'd lost them, because I remember having a pair... And the the leg slash arm, arm fell off. Yes. And I thought, oh, well, that's the end of that. But I must have at some point, and I think it was our listener, Tim, Tim Dixon on Twitter and on Mastodon as well. He follows me and on LinkedIn. He follows me everywhere. I wonder if we can get a restraining order. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, he mentioned to me that uh, the Bose frames were on sale on Amazon at the time. And it was in particular the ones that are no longer on sale now. Remember oh, those ones? Yes. I can't remember the name of these ones, but... Um, I'm wearing uh, them today as well. Was it, yes, that's right. It was the Altos, wasn't it? it was, there was the Altos and the Rondos. That's right. Yes, well yes. Done. And now we have the Tempos and Sopranos, I want to say, or is I, am I getting mixed up? That's an HBO show. series. Um, yes. <laughs> but yes, uh, we do have that as well. No, you're right. And the different ones. But the problem for me is they don't fit my round head. Yes. Kind of annoying. So I'm, I'm leaving yeah, that there. yeah, just ignore that. Uh, move on. But no, I've got these, and I found them. So yeah, I was able to wear them. But it's that problem you're outside with the Bose frames. I can't. I struggle to hear 
voiceover because, of course, I mean, I'm in London, right, last week in, in London, England, and it is absolutely ridiculous, the noise levels. And I can barely hear myself think. And I've got my phone talking to me and good luck mm. trying to make a call with them because no one can hear a word I'm saying. Well, it makes it sound like the Bose frames are absolutely terrible then. <laughs> so why does everyone going absolutely crazy, including ourselves, how good they were? Well, you know, I found the answer is if you just take your hand up to your ear and just sort of cover the Bose frames over, you know, on, mm. on the leg side, yeah. um, obviously, as opposed to the front. Um, arm side. Yeah. Arm side. Uh, then you'll find that the audio does indeed fire into your ears as appropriate. So, you know, it's helping along a little bit. So what I need is some kind of big cap or hat that directs the, the, sound, the sound in. I need a Bose hat <laughs> yeah, to go a with it. A deer stalker like Sherlock Holmes with exactly. those flaps for the ear. That, yeah. Perfect. That's all you need. i got to say, though, they, 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 they just didn't last. No, I mean, I've got a pair here. I nicked my partners, uh, which have barely been used, and just took them out of the case, and they didn't work. They're just dead. I mean, they've yeah. barely been used, and I know so many people have gone through. I mean, great, right? Bose would just replace them. You send them back, and they give you a new, fresh pair. But yeah, five or six pairs because the the arm stops working, one side stops working. That's not great. Because I, I, I also found the anchor ones. I've got the anchor sound core frames. I think they're called. Yes, and they're quite. They're the same. They're quite nice. The microphone's not as good on them. No, the audio is decent. But the problem, mm. of course, you have to remember. And again, it's not a big deal these days. It's funny. I used to really get a bit. Well, I wasn't overly happy with having voiceover reading out loud in the street, or you know, especially if you were sitting in a, on a train or whatever, and you had voiceover coming through your head, your your Bose frames, and someone sitting next to you, you felt a little bit self conscious about it. But of course, these days, people walk around, they have conversations out loud on FaceTime. You know, they're playing music out of their phone. Yeah, no it's crazy. I'm sorry. I hate everyone, everyone has that lost does that. respect yeah. for each other. That is basically what we're all selfish, horrible people now. Anyone who's walk around a, making noise. A train, a tram, or a bus, and they have a Bluetooth speaker playing music. <laughs> you are awful. Everyone yeah. hates you. Please stop. Um, yeah, actually, I, I did a, uh, a review of the uh, Anchor Sankors in the Shaun of the Shed podcast. If What's you that, like Shaun? To. Well, it's a, it's a very interesting show. You'll find on YouTube. Search for Shaun of the Shed. That's S-H-A-U-N of the Shed. Do I have to go to YouTube to watch it? Uh, no, no, no. You can also listen to the audio on your favourite podcaster-style uh, app. Just search for Shaun of the Shed. Thank you, Stephen. The Anchor Sankor, though, is just, they are so loud, it's like just having Bluetooth speakers strapped to the side of your head. There is no <laughs> privacy. They, they, <laughs> no, I mean, everyone right. can hear absolutely every single thing that's coming out of them. Yeah, that's the problem, right? And it's, actually, they're probably worse than the Bose frames for that. Um, oh, definitely, yes. We did a test on these, remember? We did a test of the loudness from, obviously, the sitting next to, I must dig that audio out. We did that a while ago. From all the different types, but oh, we could put that on the Express show at some point. Oh, that's that a good idea. Yeah, handy to fill that up, wouldn't it? Yeah, save us some time. Um, yeah, so that's a good idea. Take notes. Uh, but no, what we could do is, you know, I think when it comes to going out, you are trying to find something that is is going to be able to allow you to hear around you. I do think the AirPods Pro are very good at this because you can you can obviously manipulate the audio, you can increase the microphone level, and when you actually do tweak those settings. They are pretty impressive how much noise you can hear. You can almost be forgiven for forgetting you're wearing them. Oh, they are fantastic, but I'm always scared about wearing them outside because at some point I will knock, <clears throat> excuse me, I will knock one out of my ear. Well, and I Gordon will told it. you last week, you buy the little string thing, like, you know, like your, your pair of glasses your dad would have yep. around his neck. Yes, yep. yes. A, a lanyard for your ears. Well, I you mean, know, look, blind people and lanyards, <laughs> I still don't get it. But yeah, everyone has to have everything, including Perkins Brailers, oh, no, with a lanyard <laughs> hanging around your neck. But Frank also mentions there about, you know, if you're a, a hearing aid user, then, I mean, that's a whole different level, right? Yeah, I have no that's idea true. about that. So, uh yeah, it is tricky. And well done on ITVX, Frank. You know what? I gave up on that. Uh, I haven't gone back to have a look, so uh, I will check it out again. Now, it's you've made it accessible. Yeah, but here's the question I have. Will that yes. be across all the platforms? It's the Apple TV that I had problems with. Yes, me too. And it was the same problem I had on the app. 
which you had as well, which was, you know, it would read the head, I think it would read the header of the, the row, but it wouldn't read any of the content in the row. Yes, that's right. You couldn't get any, you couldn't get to the specific <sighs> shows. I know, it's just a so nightmare. Ridiculous. And there was the other day, so another example of audio description fail. AD fail. Um, I go in, and I, I, when I was in Amsterdam, I was flipping through Netflix, and you know when you're in a different country, you get different options. So I was looking through to see what they had, and there was a show on there called Inside Man, and I thought, okay, quite fancy watching this. It's a thriller, David Tennant, the guy who played uh, Doctor Who, he was in. And um, the guy, Stanley Tucci, I think his name is. He was in oh, been loads of different shows. Old Stucci. Yeah, yeah. old Stucci, yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, a great cast. And I thought, oh, this would be really good. And it was, the storyline sounded interesting, and it had audio description. However, when I came home, it wasn't available in the Netflix library. So I thought, okay, fine. So... I waited, and then all of a sudden it just appeared. Uh, it was at the top of the list one day, and I thought, okay, I'll watch this. And it said it had AD, and I'd gone in, no AD, no audio description track. <gasps> no. And I thought, oh, dear. So I checked, and I think the second episode had it, and I thought, oh, here we go. But then um, as I was going through the list, it said something somewhere about BBC, and I thought, hmm, I wonder. So I went on to the BBC iPlayer, which we have here in the UK, and uh, like CBC Gem, right? And went in there, and Inside Man was there with audio description. And I thought, hey, we found it. But, you know, yeah. it's just this endless game of, of cat and mouse when it comes to... I mean, we should, Tom and Jerry could come back with a series of cartoons about finding <laughs> <for an> <laughs> audio description in shows. It's just ridiculous. It is. But hopefully, you know, AI... It's the answer to everything, it seems. Yeah, but maybe. Uh, actually, is it the answer to that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Again, how? How? Yeah. I mean, I've heard this argument already, and I, I'm hearing this conversation bubble up about. So, if audio, if if artificial intelligence can, you know, essentially see a live image. So, you know, for example, take a, I don't know, any kind of camera view, um, and then it's able to interpret live then in theory, you could get anything audio described. Now, that's true. However, this is one area where I'm a little bit nervous about because I don't want an audio describer as an AI just talking all over my movie because that's not going to work, right? The whole point of audio description is that it, it, the way they do it is it's fit, it fits within the dialogue. So, Well, yeah, but that's assuming you know, the AI isn't smart enough to figure out there's a... Oh, a lull yeah. in the dialogue. I mean, I've, I've given up trying to underestimate AI. Because Aye, that's, that's a very good point. Me. That's a very good but, point. Um, it, it sort of comes back to the you know synth narrated audiobooks. You know, I'm not sure if you can ever do away with the human aspect, the emotion that can be conveyed. But as I said, never underestimate AI. Who knows? I think in ten years' time, I think most audiobooks are going to become AI, and I don't think it's necessarily because of AI being better. I think it's just because it'll be a cheaper way to get books produced. And I, I guess part mm. of me feels, I'd, would I rather have, this is the question, do I want audiobooks to be available? Or am I, am I so obsessed with the fact that human narration is more important that I would rather give up books being made available in audio? And that's a difficult question because there it are is. many books who, you know, especially books about, especially, you know, I think, local stories. Yeah, there's a there's a story about a Glasgow bus driver that I remember reading, and it was it was done by volunteers, and it was great. But you know, it wasn't read brilliantly at all. It really wasn't. The volunteers did their best, but you know, like at one point, you could tell someone was having their trash collected in the middle of it. I think someone got a parcel during it as well. Who would who would record in those sort of situations? I mean, you know, where their phones go off, yeah. people knock on the doors. That'd happens. be absolutely ridiculous. It does happen. Not and, on this you know, show. No, well, definitely not on this show. Well, just I mean, all the time. Other than when it does. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we shall move on because we've got some uh, other emails to get to. Let's go to uh, Jordy Frank. Now, this could be the same Frank. I don't know. Uh, but this is Jordy Frank. So... Maybe a new one, maybe a different one. I don't know. Hi, Sean. Firstly, I think your demos are very helpful oh. and easy to follow, even for someone like me, not Thank at all the tech savvy. My Lady A is playing up. I'm a person from Tyneside and my accent is sometimes a bit rough. But even so, I think I speak reasonable plain English. But Lady A, on some occasions, gives me an answer to a question I have not even asked, or a song or programme that I do not want. Just today, I asked her for Sean of the Shed, but got Sean of the Dead. 
After asking her again very slowly, I managed to listen to one of your demos. It was very useful. But just as an experiment, I asked again for Shaun of the Shed and again I got Shaun of the Dead. This time I listened to Shaun of the Dead. What a pile of not what I would call heavy rock, but lead rock. Awful. (laughs) What can I do to get Lady A to recognise and understand what I want her to do? Do I just give her a good kicking or throw her out the window or is there a more technical way? Definitely. Regards, Geordie Frank from Tyneside. Thank you, Geordie Frank. Why, Geordie Frank. Um, (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thanks for that. I I appreciate it. Okay, well, it's actually a tricky one because it's a really strange situation at the minute because we're constantly talking about AI, AI. I was so excited. But right now, our voice assistants that we have with us presently are absolutely terrible. Yeah, just just Um, wind the show back 15 minutes and listen to me try to get an app opened. (laughs) But it's the same with the Echo smart speakers. The, they have gone down in quality so much. Now, we know there's been massive layoffs in big tech. I, I don't know what the reason is, but there isn't really a, a, an easy answer to this. It should learn. The more you actually get that correct hit you know, of, of a podcast or whatever, it should actually learn that, you, okay, this is what he listens to more regularly, and uh, it should serve that up more uh, often so hopefully it will improve you could try the voice training but to be honest i don't think that improves accuracy it's more about it just recognizing your voice although they don't really use that for anything exciting so i'm, I'm yeah I, i'm not sure but if you open up the lady a app and go to more settings and look in there i can't remember which one it's under maybe account settings um you can train your voice uh, but again, I'm not sure if that's going to improve your accuracy. There is another option that's come in recently. I think it's called adaptive listening. You will find that in the settings there. Or I actually found it when I was setting up a new device. Yes, I had a new Echo. And in the settings there, towards the sound at the bottom, there was adaptive listening. And what that does, it's more designed for people with stutters or some sort of speech impediment. Not that I'm saying that the Geordie accent is a speech impediment. Definitely not. Wow. But it, it does give you more time before it jumps back in. So I've actually found that quite useful because now I'm an old, old man. I do sometimes forget what I was going to say. So I, I wake her up with the wake word and then go, uh, and it, it will supposedly, I haven't tested this out very much, but it, it will supposedly give you a bit more time. But yeah, I'm afraid this is more on Amazon's side than yours. And hopefully it will improve. But uh, I don't think there's a quick fix for this. So what was the new Echo you bought? Well, uh, well, now, not the pop, the newest one, mm-hmm. but I've started to give away my older third-gen Puck um, Echoes to people. The best ones? I know, yeah. Well, you see, Sarah, my, my partner, started doing volunteering, friendship calling people, and then yeah, so many people actually have... No tech out there. So yeah. I, I, I've been gift sending out all these echoes. Gifting people echoes. I have. So, are you um, telling me you are a, a philanthropist? Yeah, how dare you? I've never cheated. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think that's even the right word. A very kind man. That's a very nice thing to do. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no, that's good. And also it means you can buy some more ones, right? As the excuse is you can say, well, I need to get an Echo Pop now because exactly I have no Echoes right. around here. I've got absolutely nothing because I've given them all away. That's a great <laughs> idea. I like that. Hmm. Uh, okay, listen, uh, more feedback coming up in just a moment. Also, uh, we're going to be hearing today from Thomas Domville. He is also known as Anonymous. He will be taking the chat GPT app, the official one from OpenAI, uh, for a spin for us. That coming up next here on Double Tap. Keep your feedback coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. This is Double Tap on AMI Audio. Call the Double Tappers now. 1-877-803-4567. Or email us. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. And uh, coming up, we're going to be hearing from Thomas Domville. He is also known as Nonny Mouse on Apple Viz, and he did a review of the uh, new ChatGPT app, now available in Canada. Sean, late on Friday, we got the news. It's now available. It wasn't available. Big uh, investigation into yes. data. Big. And then all of a sudden, mm. yeah, it's fine. I know. Big government investigation. This can't happen. Oh, no. okay. Yeah, that's all right. It's fine. 
you, you release it. That great news. It's I have uh, all the confidence in the world about that now. <laughs> yeah. All the confidence. <laughs> well, I'm really interested in what Anonymous is going to say about this because I really want to try it out, and I am. I will download it today and try it out myself. And it is on the App Store uh, across the well, most countries, forty countries now. It's available in. And it is, you have to be very careful when you're downloading this because there are so many of yes. these apps and they all seem to have the same name. Yeah. Uh, but this one is officially from OpenAI and Thomas gave it a spin. So let's get started with the OpenAI GPT. First thing you need to know, when you first download this and install it and you open it for the first time, you're going to notice your phone goes crazy and meaning the haptic is just going bzz, 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 and doing all these type of buzzing. Do not worry. That is normal. That's how it's supposed to work. And this takes you to the login screen where you can create a new account. If you don't have one, it's easy to set up. You can either use your Apple, Google, or just create your own with your own email if you already have an account, you just sign in. Once you sign in, the haptic will go away. And the good news, you can turn off the haptic. Also keep in mind, as I always said before, with any type of AI, it is not 100%. It always will have some issues. So use your common sense. Don't ever take what it seems or deems as an answer as 100% accurate all right without further ado let's head on over to my iphone that's where i've installed the open ai gpt chat gpt double tap to open so once it's installed it is labeled as chat gpt so let's go ahead and open that up one finger double tap chat gpt now let's go over the interface quickly here and that way we can get an idea how the screen is laid out and then we'll show you some more things how to use it and other various items. Top right, menu, button, pop-up button. Double tap to activate the picker. Is your menu button. We'll be coming back in a few moments. Let's go to the right. New message, text field. Double tap to edit. Use the rotor to access misspelled words. So here is the edit box that you will be entering to ask the chat GPT various questions or requests. So you just tap that once with one finger double tap and then enter your question. And then go to the right of that. Dictation. Button. Shows the voice recording interface and begins recording. It's the options use dictation. Now, obviously, for those of voiceover, we're going to be using the two-finger double tap, which is we consider as magic tap, to do the dictation into the box. Or you can use your handy-dandy keyboard if you want to enter the question from there. Let's go to the right. Sent. Dimmed. Button. And then once we're ready, we're going to send it to ChatGPT so we can receive an answer back. Now, at the very bottom center, that's where the message is. Bottom right, that is where the send button is. Top right is the menu. Now, once you double tap on the message, it'll pop up. So it'll essentially move up by half up the screen where the bottom half is where your keyboard is going to live. So you'll have to tap in the center to find the message box once again. So meaning that it's not going to be at the bottom center or bottom right after you initialize the new message area. Before we do that, let's go to the menu button, top right. Menu, button, pop-up button. Double tap to activate the picker. Let's do one finger double tap on that. History, button. Okay, so the first item that comes up is the history. Yes, this is the history of all the conversation or the sessions you have had with your chat GPT. So each of the session, I'm gonna call them session, but they call them chat. And once you go into a session, so you ask a specific question, that becomes a session. And that means you have a conversation with the open AI itself. So I can ask specific questions. I can do follow-up questions, et cetera. And that becomes a session. And that gets stored in the history. So even though I might have asked three questions in that particular session, it's just going to show up one session or chat, if that makes sense. Settings button. There's a settings button. New chat button. New chat is something that you want to come back to to initiate, meaning that you're done with the session. You don't want to keep doing this different questions in the same session because it will confuse the OpenAI GPT and it will get confused to say I'm looking stuff up for about AppleViz and then I'm asking about, oh, something else, something else. It will get confused. So each session, you need to redo the session and have a new chat. So new chat just erases everything and it's like you're onto a new topic. 
Dismiss contacts menu. And then lastly, we have the dismiss this whole menu item. Let's go back left to the settings. New chat. Settings. Button. One finger double tap. Double tap to dismiss pop-up window. Button. Let's go right here. Settings. Heading. Close. Button. There's a close button. Account. Heading. Now, this is the account area that you've signed in with. So if you want to review what your account is that you're signed into. Email. Thomas at the McKee. So that shows my address there. Subscription. Free plan. Button. Tells you which subscription you have on. You are currently on the free plan. And the next button to the right of this is essentially the same thing. Upgrade to ChatGPT Plus. Button. Data controls. Button. Data control allows you to control your account. This is where you, at some point you want to export all the items you have asked in the history area. You can export that into one big clump and then there's an option to delete the account if you just want to get rid of the account entirely. Chat heading. This is your chat settings area. Haptic feedback. Switch button on. Double tap to toggle setting. This is what I was talking about. If the haptic feeling is just too much for you, and I understand there is kind of a long, lengthy haptic, but I keep it on for my reason is is that it, that way I can tell it's done generating the answer and the um, the answer is ready for you to, to look at. So I, I like that to feel it, but if that's too much for you, you can just come in here and double tap to turn that off. About heading. And then, of course, you've got the About section, which is pretty much what you can expect in a typical About section. Help Center button link. If you'd like to know anything more about the app itself, frequently asked questions and help and support area, this is where you come to double tap. Terms of use button. Privacy policy button. Licenses button. ChatGPT for iOS 1.2023.20, 592. So you get the idea what the about section is. And that's pretty much it. I don't really ever go in here other than for the haptic, perhaps, or if I want to use a different account. So let's head out of here. Let's go towards the top. Four finger tap at the top. Double tap to dismiss pop-up window. Button. And I'm going to go to the right. Settings. Heading. Close. Button. Double click on close. Menu. Button. Pop-up button. Double tap to activate the picker. All right, so let's get going. I'm going to show you uh, quite a few things you can do with OpenAI GPT. New message, text field, double tap to edit. Use the rotor to access misspelled words. So let's do one finger double tap on the message here. New message, text field, is editing, insertion point at start. And I'm going to use a dictation here, and I'm going to dictate a question here. What is AppleVis? What is AppleVis? All right, so now we know that was dictated correctly. You always want to double check that because, you know, as I do, when we do any type of dictation, it doesn't always get what you think you said. So it's always good to make sure that you're, <laughs> that it inserted it correctly. So let's go to the right until we get to the send button. Sent button. And one finger double tap, send it. Sent. Dimmed. Apple stop generating button. All right, so you hear that it says stop generating. So if you want to double tap that to stop, otherwise what's going to happen is that your haptic feeling on your phone is going to start shaking and vibrating. And when it is done generating the question and it has an answer for you, it's going to stop with the haptic feeling. So that's the best way to know that it is done. Now, like I said, the period of time that it takes to get a response will vary. Like that time, it took maybe two seconds. Other times, it may take a lot longer, maybe seven seconds. Now, about a third way up, or I say a third way down on your screen, one third down, just tap that portion there. Otherwise, you could just do a four-finger tap towards the top there and swipe to the right. You'll see the menu button, swipe to the right. You'll see your question, and then swipe to the right is the GPT answer back. So let me show you that first four finger tap to top. Menu, button, pop up button. Go to the Double right. tap Thomas. What is AppleVis? And that way you can see the uh, question that you ask and go to the right. GPT. AppleVis is a website and community dedicated to providing information, resources, and support for blind and low vision users of Apple devices. It offers a wealth of accessibility related content, including app reviews, guides, tutorials, and forums where users can share their experiences and ask questions. 
AppleVis aims to help individuals with visual impairments make the most of Apple's products and ensure equal access to technology. Isn't that amazing? That's, that, that's very good. And I like the summary of what the AppleVis is about. Now, because this is a conversation, we're still in the same session. I can ask more questions about AppleVis in this same discussion. So let's do that. Let's go to the right. New message. Text field is editing. Character mode. Insertion point at start. Use the rotor to access misspelled words. One finger double tap. Insertion point at end. And I'm going to do a follow-up question. When was AppleVis created? When was AppleVis created? All right, let's go to the right to send. Sent. Button. Double tap. Sent. Dimmed. Apple. Stomp generating. Button. And we get the cute haptic vibration again. Now, this time, I'm just going to tap one-third away down on the phone, and I'll go directly to the answer that we just asked. When was AppleVis created? GPT. AppleVis was created in March 2010. Since then, it has grown into a valuable resource for blind and low-vision individuals who use Apple products. The community has continued to thrive and support each other over the years, sharing knowledge and advocating for accessibility in the Apple ecosystem. Very well done. And that was correct. It was created in 2010. And you'll see that by just tapping in that one-third of the way down and went directly to the answer so you didn't have to do any swipe. So that's my advice to you and tip if you just want to get to the answer quickly. Always take everything that tells you with a pinch of salt because more times than not, it is accurate. And sometimes it just gives just weird answers. And that can happen from time to time. So just keep that in mind. I hope this finds on your home screen. All right. Well, that's going to do for me. My name is Thomas Domville. Also known as Anonymous. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thank you, Thomas. Really appreciate your time on that. And if you want the full version, that is a definite supercut of that. Uh, there's a full 44-minute demo on there, which goes into way more detail and also gives you lots of other examples on how you can use the app and also gives you key information as well about the uh, ways to use it and the, the type of prompts you can use. So, yeah, go check it out. Apple is, honestly, Sean, it's the best site ever. And there's no Windows equivalent. And it's interesting because that conversation has begun on Apple Viz about should there be a Windows Viz? And oh, there really yes. should. There really should because there just isn't something equivalent on Windows. Uh, you know, yep. the resource on Apple Viz is, is, the, is the absolute go-to whenever I'm looking for an app these days. If I think, yeah, I need an app on this topic or this category, I'll just go there and just search through. And there's always an answer. I never get no results. There's always an answer. Yeah, well, it's, it's a thriving community, isn't it? It's brilliant. And, and that's the thing. You can post your question and you know you're going to get an answer. Whether you'll like it or not is another story, <laughs> but you will get an answer. It's a great resource. I love it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, thank you, Thomas. And uh, we'll post a link to that on our socials and also our show notes as well. So check that out in full if you want to listen to the entire demo. Well worth doing, as indeed is checking out Apple Viz. If you're uh, buying a Mac or you have a Mac and you're a bit confused... AppleVis is your first port of call. I promise you it's a great place. Uh, right. Um, let's move on to a couple of voicemails. Um, unless you want to pick up on that. Do you want to comment on any of the, the chat GPT stuff? Because I'm just desperate to dive in and try it, if I'm honest. Yeah, I'm exactly right. I, I, I mean, I think we've you know talked and talked about the AI aspect of it. I just want to say the accessibility sounded absolutely amazing on Doesn't it. Doesn't it? I'm so happy about that. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to dive into that later on today. Although, actually, glad you said that because it just reminded me on the Mac side, and I really have got to figure this out on the Windows side because I haven't been on there to, to check it out. On the Mac side, it's just unlabeled button after unlabeled button on the OpenAI site. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. So there's a button There's a button to copy the text. I think it's fairly new. There's a button to copy whatever the response is, which is actually a lot, makes life a lot easier, but it's not labeled. So oh, you got no. a problem. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. Oh, I take it back then. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it has been reported, so hopefully that gets sorted. I mean, it, it does seem like a new button. I don't think that button was ever there before. So, you know, hopefully they it just label okay it was okay previously. When it first came about, I, I tried it obviously quite a lot, and it was okay. There was a little bit of weirdness in the navigation, and it seems to yeah. things yeah. seem to be in the wrong places. But um, yes, it is updating all the time. So hopefully that will get fixed. And let's get a voicemail in before we uh, go. This is from uh, old friend Greg. Hello, Stephen and Sean and all the double tappers. This is Greg from Phoenix. It's been a while since I've called in. Yeah. Hope you all are doing well. I uh, have been meeting 
for a long time to try and put a demo together of shortcuts for you. Your mm-hmm. listeners will might recall that you and I, Stephen, geeked out on a Saturday um, yes. about HomePods and Siri and um, home automation and stuff like geeking that. Geeking out uh, with another man. <laughs> and a couple of things that I had done uh, were working with Siri Shortcuts or the Shortcuts app. Well, the reason I haven't done a demo for you mm-hmm. is that for the past few versions, uh, I have been finding that Shortcuts is very unaccessible, inaccessible, I guess is the right word. And I am finding it very hard to use, even though I used to use it without a problem. So I'm talking with Apple, trying to get that figured out. Um, And uh, one day, if I can make it work again for me, I'll do a demo for you. As always, love your show. And uh, it's great to talk to you. And uh, just learn that we're allowed to talk about this now. So I am enjoying my uh, my work with the Be My Eyes beta hey. and having a, having a good time with that. We were just taken off of NDA. We don't we don't have to whisper about this anymore. Have we? Oh. See y'all. What? I've missed that, Greg. Mind you, in saying that, you know, Mike Buckley, the CEO of the company, did tell us personally, and yes. indeed not just personally on the show, we Aye. could talk about it, uh-huh. and we, we still haven't. We are Damn terrible man. people. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, Greg. I have to say, I, I kind of, I'm glad you brought that up because I thought it was me. <laughs> it's a bit like when I, when I was going through the buttons. It was. Yeah, I know. But when I was going through the buttons on that opening eyesight, and I was, I was just finding. You know, the button, button, button. I thought, oh, no, no. I need to check my settings and make sure everything's working properly. And then I saw someone else on Mastodon had said, is this just button, button, button for you as well? And I thought, oh, it's not just me. <laughs> and it was the same with shortcuts. I felt the same way. It just felt like, you know, is this, is this accessible? Am I missing something here? Just no, felt on the right. Mac. Don't even get me started on the Mac. That is a, oh, that's yeah. a terrible experience. Well, yeah, Greg, you are absolutely right. And funnily enough, I was going to do a episode of Shaun of the Shed. Did I mention that? Shaun of the Shed. What's that, uh, Shaun? It's a fantastic YouTube podcast. Board. Also, okay. Um, I was going to do, for for June, I was going to do a um, Sean of the Shed video on using NFC tags and the shortcuts. Mm. But I found exactly the same problem. I went into automations, which is a really simple cut-down version of sort of the shortcut side of Apple shortcuts. And it was just button, button, button. That's dreadful. And, and navigating around... As well, it didn't make a lot of sense. You think you're going back to somewhere, and it jumps you back to somewhere else. And I'm sure you know there there may be some way you can memorize that. But the simple fact of the matter is that it was complicated and confusing. And um, I decided, you know, that, that I can't I can't demo that until that's sorted out. So I'm really happy to hear that you're working with Apple and in communication with Apple to try and get that sorted because you are absolutely right. Yeah, that's just. What's going on? I mean, honestly, we sit here and sometimes we, we say this generic phrase about Apple and accessibility. And, you know, when the new headset comes out, it's going to be totally accessible because Apple, you know, accessibility is always number one. Mm-hmm. And yet example after example after example of accessibility fails in the same way we'd expect almost with Amazon or, I don't know, Samsung yeah. apps or yeah. other apps, you know, that are out there that just aren't, you know, considered with accessibility in mind up front. You know, so what's going on at Apple? What's actually I, happening? It, is is anyone still be... working there? I mean, have they, <laughs> have they just turned the lights off and just letting the whole thing ride out? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> all is. these companies, are they all, just, are they all just taking their eye off the ball? Are they all just counting their money? What's going on? Well, it does show you, you know, sort of, we're surprised by it. And I think that says a lot for Apple's track record when it yeah. comes to accessibility, that we are going, <gasps> Why wow, if this isn't accessible? So, you know, yeah, but no, it, it isn't good enough. Absolutely. I remember saying, I think about five, maybe even six years ago now, maybe even longer, I don't know. But I remember saying at one point, you know, we, we do not ever want to allow any company to get complacent about accessibility because we know it can fall away. It can yeah. just fall away. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think the boat was rocked for us when Twitter 
Uber and Musk in particular, wiped out the teams, including all the accessibility team. Yeah. And it was, um, it was a real stark moment for us to think, wow, it can happen. And yeah. I'm not suggesting for a second Apple are going to get rid of their accessibility team. No, no, of course but not. But what, what I do think is, got to be careful around, actually, I think it's the opposite problem. I think Apple need to invest a little bit more money. It's not that they don't have any. You know, they could invest some more money in accessibility teams. I mean, why is the accessibility team, uh, you know, not like 100, 200, 300 people? I bet it isn't. I bet it's like five. How do you know it isn't? I bet it's five people. I bet it's five people who are working absolutely (laughs) so hard all the time to keep up. Okay, maybe ten, but you know, I, I don't know, right? But it just—I bet it's not a lot of people in comparison to the, the people who are working on AI or machine learning or the car or the headset or whatever it is. It's not going to be that number. It's mm. just not, you know. And, and it's it's kind of sad in a way that that's the case. But again, well, we don't know because team, they don't talk. Yes, we don't know. That's the point. So, Apple accessibility team, hello, how are you doing? If you want to get in touch, and uh, you know, and we appreciate let, you. Let us know. Honestly, of course. can I say this? We just we appreciate, and I think this is important as well. You know, it's, it's all very well getting on at them, but I think we should also say how much we appreciate the work they do across all these companies, not just Apple. But if you work in accessibility, good for you. Well done. Yes, well done. Because of all yes. the all the the things you could do. You know, all the, all the maybe sexier jobs that are in tech companies. How dare you? Well, I mean, come on. Accessibility is sexy, sir. I am not sexy in any way. <laughs> and my wife told me that. Wow, on that bombshell. <laughs> That's it for today. Uh, check out our show notes for uh, the details on how to listen to that demo in full from Thomas Donville. Again, thank you to him for allowing us to play in just a tiny bit of his a wonderful demo on the chat GPT app. Tell us uh, what your thoughts are. Uh, Jennifer Carpenter, by the way, got in touch, Sean, to say happy birthday to you. They're celebrating their uh, 40th wedding anniversary at the moment. So Jennifer wanted to say since she was celebrating her 40th wedding anniversary, she wanted to say happy birthday to you on your 50th uh, birthday anniversary. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. That's so nice. Happy anniversary. We're back tomorrow. Keep your feedback coming. And uh, yeah, have a great day. Sean, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.